Okay, so welcome back to Muslims Talk Sports. Uh, I'm your host, Nav, from Gale City. We have uh, T, all the way from San Diego. And What's we got up, a big all? show. We got a big show all the way from somewhere in, somewhere around the house. I'm in the garage, fam. Oh, okay. Damn, big show be doing podcasts from the garage. Yeah, you know how it is. You know, we're like Wozniak and Steve Jobs out here. Dropping watch bombs. Yeah. Watch bombs. All right, so let's look at this rundown. Let's see. You just want to get MLB done and over with? Yeah. Um. All right, let's do it. <laughs> Red Sox won. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so... For everyone listening, the Red Sox and the Dodgers are in the World Series. Um, this is probably great for the country as there's two pretty well-established franchises and cities. Um, but I personally have no care in this World Series. Um, as I didn't even know the Red Sox were up to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, as long as the Dodgers lose, because you know we're still we bleed o- black and orange for the Giants. Black and orange. I, I, I lost interest in MLB this season as soon as Bumgarner went down in like the first month. I was like, oh, yeah. he got hurt. Okay, Giants are not going to do well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and- yeah. I didn't even know the World Series was going on until like you know the day it was set up. They're like, hey, yeah, World Series tonight. I'm like, whoa, really? <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. Like, this, these playoffs came. I'd even, like, I remember, like, I was like, oh, Oakland's in the playoffs. And, like, two weeks later, I was like, oh, did Oakland win? And they're like, Oakland lost, like, two weeks ago. Someone was telling me. I was like, what? <laughs> so, it's it's crazy. Like, it, the thing with the MLB is this. Okay, A, you already have a too long of a season. Yeah. But then, B, like, only, like, what, eight teams make it to the playoffs? Like, and I, I, and I get their whole wild card, one game, wild card, um, situation they want to do and super exciting but that's not fair you play like what 162 games and then like one game says it all it doesn't make yeah. sense like it doesn't make sense it, it's it, even some teams have to play i think oh dodgers and uh colorado 163 yeah they have to play 163 yeah so it it, 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 do, it like, doesn't make what? sense <laughs> how many teams are in the mlb um and mlb uh 30 I think it's like 33. No, 30. and, o- and only eight, but only eight teams make the playoffs, not including the, like the wild no, card game, whatnot. Yeah, eight teams. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a really low percentage. That's I think that's why a lot of MLB doesn't get as much fandom because people kind of lose interest. Because when your team's out mid summer, you stop watching. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much. I mean, yeah, like, it's only the sport where you could be back. 20 games behind from you know the next playoff spot you know something like that yeah exactly and it's kind of like like for example for us as Giants fans Giants were out like mid-summer and so we were just kind of like like Nabi was saying when um, Bumgarner went down and we're like alright there goes the season mm-hmm. yeah like you could tell per- pretty early even even before like the all-star break you could be like yeah they're not gonna make it they're not gonna make it <laughs> it's just, yeah it's weird yeah, but anyways, any predictions? Who's going to win the World Series? Uh, oh. I, I know Dodgers going to win game three. They'd have to win game three. If Dodgers don't win game three, they're getting swept. They're getting swept. 
They were in the World Series last year too, right? Yeah, and lost to Houston. Yeah, they lost to Houston. Yeah, I think they're going to um, – I, I want to say Red Sox in six. Red Sox in six. I just want Red Sox to win. Forget <laughs> L.A. Whether it's four, five, six, or seven games, we just want them. Yeah, yeah. just want them. All right. Moving on. Um, That's the most baseball you're going to have have us talking about in a long time. Yeah, as you can tell, <laughs> oh, yeah. we don't like baseball that much. But we'll talk about it. Yeah, I mean, it's not like we don't like baseball. It's just, it's, it's a sport that needs a lot of fixing. Oh, yeah, <laughs> a lot. Um, you know what, let's move on to football. Um, football, football. Let's uh-huh. see uh, what we got on the rundown. Uh, oh, Niners tank, or should we still try? I say tank. I don't know. I feel like we should end on a positive note. But like a bad positive note, you know, like be bad, but then end good, if that makes sense. Kind of like last year. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like we should we should probably be like finished so we could get like the first. I don't even know what we do with the first pick. Maybe we can get like the second pick and maybe do some trades and get a couple of the corners in and maybe you know a wide receiver. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like we should tank, but at the same time, not tank. You know. Be competitive, at least. Well, Niners have a huge uh, was a salary cap for next year. So, I say we go out and sign some corners, some safeties. Get one good wide receiver that could yeah. catch the ball. And that, and that first or second pick that we get in the draft, that's going to be very attractive. And maybe even a trade scenario, you know? Yeah, yeah, you guys are right. I feel like we do need to get a better secondary. Um, as far as offensive side, I feel like an unwired receiver is good. One's a good receiver, mm-hmm. but he's a good number two. He's still not a number one. Mm-hmm. I feel like so yeah. you, you you need a number one receiver that's gonna dominate the yeah, game. And, and Garcon's just getting a little old. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, well, the good thing is this: like, I mean, Goodwin's a good number two receivers, and we have other receivers in in our lineup that are could be number three or number four, and then we have good tight ends as well too. We just mm-hmm. need a good number one receiver on the offensive end, and I think. It's it should be good for good enough for the offensive end. Yeah. On the defensive end, our secondary is terrible. Mm-hmm. Oh, horrible. Yeah. Um, it and, goes and, in line with, the, with them being young too, but you know, I guess it's a huge learning curve for everyone right now on the defensive side. No, yeah. I mean like, it's not even first year players. These are like second, third year players, and you have Jimmy Ward, who I say Niners should just cut him right now. He's been there since. Uh, Probably where Eric Reed, so I think he came with Eric Reed. So he's been there for five years, and he hasn't done anything, and we still keep him. Yeah, I, I'm not a Sherman's playing decent though. I mean, he's yeah. a, he's, well, he's not, a, I mean like a Pro Bowler, but he's still playing yeah. decent. Like he's well, a good cornerback. Well, he can't based be your on number one, yeah, based but. on the stats, he's the best corner in the league right now. Oh, really? Yeah, because. Well, because no one targets him, and when they do, I think it's like a only eighteen percent completion, wow. percentage or something like that. That just shows you if we have one corner that that's great, how bad our other corners are. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I mean, but yeah, so- we're, we're a couple of pieces away. That's the thing, you know. It's just, I mean, running game. We have the. <laughs> 
if not probably the best running game in like the NFL right now. And our tight end, I think I believe our tight end, um, our tight end duo, they're like top four in the league right now. So top five yeah. in the league. We have good pieces. I feel like beat hard could like lead us to the promised land and get us to the playoffs. <laughs> beat hard. I, no, I but he turns the ball too much. Too. Yeah, I mean he's he's a good he's a solid backup, and that's the extent yeah. of it. Yeah, um, turnovers wild. Yeah, yeah, but, our turnover's been atrocious. Yeah, because but Garoppolo's kind of Garoppolo was worrying me too. But before he got injured, like he, I don't know. He's, I mean, he's. I'm hoping he's not like a second tier quarterback, like you know, type mm-hmm. of thing. We spend this much money on him. No, I think the thing with Garoppolo is like the difference is he grew up in the Brady program, like the Belichick Brady Patriot program, where you know you could stay in the pocket for four days and get you know find your receivers. And then with but here coming to the Niners, like you gotta like one two and then go. Like you you gotta either throw on the run, you gotta find more athletic QB. That's why Beathard he's getting kind of he's a little bit better in terms of his accuracy and what he does. I mean, yeah, he throws a couple of interceptions here and there, but He's not. He's he's working more because he's kind of running out of the pocket, running on the fly. And yeah. Garoppolo was so used to just hanging in the pocket and finding receivers. Yeah, know? like like he was getting sacked way too much. And part of it, I get it. Your own lines not that great, but he would just hold on to the ball forever. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he would. Uh, someone said the best. Someone on the, uh, one of the now uh, analysts. Oh, I can't speak. Uh, said the best that Garoppolo waits for his wide receivers to get open rather than trusting them to get open and throwing it to them, you know? He waits until they're open, then he throws it rather than waiting for them, like, oh, yeah, as soon as he makes a cut, I'm going to throw it, and he should be open. He kind of waits for them to make the cut. Oh, he's open, then I'm going to throw it. That's why he holds on the ball for so long. Yeah. Um, but, then, yeah, I think then I think as the Niners, we'll, we'll probably end up, like, being maybe, what, 4-12, and 12, maybe 5-11. and 11. That'll yeah. be our season. Yeah, I hope five and eleven. I hope we win this yeah. week. Playing the Cardinals. Who are we facing? Yeah, we should win that game. Yeah, we Wait, we're facing the, the Cardinals. Yeah. Wow, that's a fast turnaround. Because didn't we just play them like two weeks ago? Yeah, in the game we should have won. Oh yeah. Yeah, we should have. Like I was looking at that stats, I was like, we out gained them. By like three hundred yards, possession was like three to one, and we still lost by like what ten. That, that was bad. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, so, who do you guys think is in the um, the two best teams in the league right now? Uh, Saints and Rams. Saints. 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 Wow. Yeah. Well, why the Saints? I'm curious. Well. Their offense is like up there with the Rams, right? And yeah, but the defense is their yeah. defense is actually in the top top half in the league right wow. now. Like their uh, was it their rush defense is really good, so they could mm-hmm. stop the run. It's just their pass is like right in the middle too, and when you have Breeze just like on a on a record breaking record breaking season. Like he's breathe. <laughs> He'll get you points. Yeah, that's true. I mean any game they go into it's trying to outscore the opposing team. 
But yeah. the, the, I mean, I, I I still don't trust their defense as much. The only thing reason I I like the Rams better is because Rams have a really good. There's all around a good team, like defense, offense, like. So I, I think Rams are really good. Um, in the AFC, I like the Chiefs still. Um, I know some. Uh, I know um, Big Show doesn't is not a big fan of Mahomes. I'm not. Uh, um, but right. I feel like um, Mahomes um, fits perfectly with Andy Reid at the moment, and Andy Reid is um, building that offense in a way for him to succeed. And even outside of Mahomes, I feel like the receivers and and the talent and the weapons they have on offense, the speed especially is really good. Um, so and their defense is is pretty decent on, on top of that as well. So I I feel like it's gonna be either the Chiefs and you can't go wrong with um, what's it called? You never pick against Brady. So it'll be the Chiefs or the Patriots coming out of the AFC, and I think it's the Rams. Uh, Nabby right, maybe the Saints because Breeze is having one of those crazy years, and um, he'll probably if he's able to keep up with the Rams' um, offense. I mean, that, they could probably mm-hmm. sneak by them as well. But I think um, it'll be one of those four teams. I think they play each other in a, like in four or five weeks or something like that. Oh, okay. So we'll see how that goes. But I think so. Who's your dark horse? Dark horse in the playoff uh, for the playoffs? Like, yeah, dark horse for the playoffs. Oh man, you already know it's that bad man. Let's see if they make it to the playoffs. It's that <laughs> bad man in. Uh, now nah, my dark horse is the Redskins, bro. Alex Smith all the way. Yes, I'm telling you, man. The guy knows how to get to the playoffs. Him and AP proving yeah, people wrong. Yeah, dude. Everyone thought AP was done. <laughs> Tell me about it. I have him on the fantasy team. I picked him up. Yeah. Best pickup of the year for me right now. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. It's uh, Alex Smith knows how to get to the playoffs. Now, does he know how to win in the playoffs? We'll see. Yeah, that's another thing. <laughs> but he'll get you there. But he'll get us. He'll get that's all that matters. And I'll tell you something. That Those Redskins fans are going to be so damn excited seeing, being in the playoffs. Yep. I also think um, Redskins are good, and you're right. You you can't pick against Aaron Rodgers because he's just yeah he's in a league of his own. He's a bad <laughs> um, man. He's a bad man. Um, but then also um, in the AFC, um, the, there are a couple of teams that are kind of like under the radar, kind of getting by. Um, um, that are pretty good, and there are a couple teams that need to make some moves. Like there's been rumors happening with, with the Jaguars. Um, on what's it called, benching Blake Bortles and picking up Cap. Ah, yeah, I, I heard th- about that too. Yeah, That'd I, be interesting. I, that would be definitely interesting because they still have a pretty good defense. Um, sure, their defense is not as good as from a year ago, but it's still it's still a pretty good defense. Well, they so, just I mean, picked up. A, they just traded for yeah. Carlos Hyde because Fournette's been injured. Yeah, that's true. So I don't know. Maybe it, that might help too. Yeah, it's it's a weird year in the NFL. I feel like it's it's hard to like get a grasp on like who's gonna win week in week out. Yeah, uh, I said that earlier when like uh, before the season started. I remember like the great thing about this season is that you don't know who. There's no team that's gonna stand out and be like, yeah, these guys are going all the way. Like even the Rams, like as good as they are, they do have their own little issues that they gotta fix here and there. I mean, 
you know, if they get into shootout with teams, all it takes is defense and, you know, there's little things that could hurt them, but there really isn't a team that says, okay, yeah, these guys are going to win it this year no matter what. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, it's, it's a weird year in football. My dark horse is the Chargers. Yes, Phillip come Rivers. back home, come back home, San Diego. There was talking about that moving come them back. back. Yeah, because yeah, because they they're not selling enough yeah. tickets in LA. Yeah, but San Diego. They talk about it in Sports Talk Radio down here in San Diego. The the city needs to chip out for a, a stadium. There's no stadium out here that that will be able to hold them. So I highly doubt that's gonna happen. Be interesting to see. Yeah. Mm, but yeah, that's football. Are we? Um, let's move on to basketball, where there's a lot of things happening in the NBA. Oh my God! Do we do we got to start in La La Land? Um. Yeah. Let's start in La La Land when. Well, um, uh, let's see, I, punches I, I, are being I flown. Know what, what was your reaction? Like me and that, we were watching it together. We watched all the whole game. I want to know what was your reaction during the. Uh, so I so I saw it live okay. when that happened, um, and I I got up and I was like yelling, "What's the call?" I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "They're swinging at each other! They're swinging at each other!" And after, because the way when you see it live, you don't really see how it started because you see Ingram come through and push mm-hmm. Harden, but then the camera kind of zooms in on Ingram, and it, it it's late to Paul and Rondo. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the replay happened, and I'm like, dude, Paul put his, what's it called, hands on, like, um, um, what's it called, Rondo's eye and whatnot. Like, I would be pissed, too. I would swing, like, what the hell? You don't poke my eye like that. Um, and especially, like, the type of um, yeah. person Rondo is. Um, and then, like, as the day went on, and, like, clips came out, and the whole spit situation came out, um Throughout the whole situation, I personally took this out of it. Ingram, initially, when he pushed Harden, I feel like that was out of frustration and showing his youth and immaturity. And him, like, stepping up to the ref, that was ridiculous. I feel like, like, what are you doing? That's the ref. Like, that's the most, like, idiotic thing to Mm do. Um, So he was just being really dumb. Um, As far as the whole thing between Rondo and Chris Paul... I see that I saw the video and you see the spit come out, but then like you hear the explanation of both of them, and I kind of I side with Rondo in that situation. Like like the thing is this like if you're gonna spit on someone's face, you'll be prepped for like someone to kind of like come back at you. Like like it, it, he didn't feel like he like he winded up and like try to spit on him. Like it felt yeah. like it was just kind of like he was talking out loud and spit just came out. Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah. Oh, Cause he, he also had his yeah. uh, mouthpiece on. So that was his excuse. Like he had his mouth guard on and like, I've had a mouth guard before. It's, it's hard, hard to talk. So you will have spit in there. Right. So when you talk, you will have spit exactly. coming out too. Especially exactly. if you're arguing. So I think that's what that was. So I, I mean, I, so when when that happened, I I got it like and I, and not gonna lie, I mean I do not like what's it called, um, say that fighting's right, and I don't and I, I I like I don't believe it should be in the NBA, and that was a very very bad like professionalism for both of them. Yeah. But it was nice seeing Chris Paul get a left 
landed on his jaw. <laughs> like, like, oh yeah, I, I, I think about like seventy five percent of the league for, was happy exactly. to see that and happen. It, it, like, even though he's a players association uh, president, a lot of people hate him. A lot of people hate him because, like, right after all that stuff happened. Um, like Chris Paul went to the booth and he was telling like, oh, he spit on me. He was already yeah. trying to control the narrative yeah, that exactly. early on. So, yeah. so, so I, I get that. And Rondo knew. Rondo, I'm not sure if you guys noticed, that whole scuffle happened. Rondo was gone. Because Rondo knew. He threw a punch. He's gone. Oh, yeah. So yeah. he's not going to stick around. Chris Paul yeah, stuck he around. He was trying to control a narrative there. So, the, 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 yeah, like, especially going straight the to the broadcast booth. The, what was it? Broadcast booth, the TNT. No, it was the ESPN. Broadcast booth. ESPN. It was ESPN. ESPN. It was ESPN. Oh, yeah. it was the ESPN, right? Yeah, it was the ESPN, and he knew it's a national t- televised yeah. game. ESPN's there. They're gonna like. Yeah. You know, so I, I lost. I mean, like, it's kind of validated in my mind in regards to Chris Paul. Like, I'm like, you know, maybe he's not really like that, or like the things like I don't like about him as far as as like, a person. Um, mm-hmm. Um, I th- he's a good player. He's a pretty good competitor. But as a person, um, I think that kind of validated things about him. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of makes sense where the rumor has it where Rondo came out and said that he's not a great teammate. And people yeah. have came out and said that too. Like even before the situation happened, um, um, Kenny and Martin came on, um, what's it called, Cowherd. And he actually talked about how, um, why Chris Paul has a bad rep in the league for being a bad teammate. Because um, he was talking about the pe- mm-hmm. players think that he has a different, um, um, different um, initiative in line. Like he he's not there for your teammates back. He's there for the coach for the organization. Like the players are second. Yeah. Like you know to everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even uh, who else said uh, yeah. big baby? Because yeah. he played with both of them, and he said like, yeah, CP is not cool. like even, a good uh, teammate. Ryan Hollins came out. So when he played on the Clippers, he even said uh, Chris Paul isn't a good teammate either. Yeah, so so I get that. Um, so the next thing, suspension wise, when suspensions came out, um, what Ingram got what four games, right, or three yeah. games? Four so games. Four games for Ingram, three games for Rondo, and then two for CP. Okay, first of all, I feel like Ingram should have got at least ten for a couple different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, the push, okay, the harder push. I get it. You're frustrated. You didn't swing. I wouldn't have probably suspended him for that. I would probably give him a fine for that. Like you can't do that. Um, the second, I would I would suspend him for two reasons: for stepping up to the referee's face. Like you can't do that. That's a ref. Like mm-hmm. you don't do that. Like you know, at mm-hmm. the end of the day, even the ref calls bad calls or whatnot. You don't step up to the ref like you're about to like go at him. Like it's different. Like you know, and like and then and another thing is that the cheap shot. Like yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He took a at, at Paul, like, 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 mind you, Paul getting swung at, I didn't mind, but like, <laughs> you don't take a cheap shot at someone when someone's going at it one on one. Like, you don't do that. That's you know, that that's wrong. So I feel like Ingram should have got ten games. Like, I mean, I'm surprised the NBA was so lenient in this. Number two, I think Rondo oh, yeah. should have only gotten two games because um, what's it called? Rondo should have gotten like three games. I think he was perfect for that because Rondo did swing. But I feel like Chris Paul should have gotten more games than him because Chris Paul started it with the first all physical alterca- uh, mm-hmm. altercation by what's it called, um, like pressing on his face, and mm-hmm. um, and and then yeah. he also swung. So I I think that was 
the NBA kind of playing politics because Chris Paul is the, the president player of the association. NBA association. Yeah. So I, I did not appreciate that. Um, and like, it's kind of like what Draymond came out and said. Draymond got suspended a game for attempting to swing. Chris Paul got two games for fucking swinging and pressing at someone's face? How does that happen? Yeah. Like, what? No, I, I agree with you on the whole politics side of it. Because the thing that was interesting was the, the, not the commissioner, but the guy who does hand out the suspensions, he, he was, was at, at the, the game. game. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, he saw it all live. But I don't know. It's, it's interesting to see only single digits. I was surprised Ingram only got four. Uh, I was expecting because even yeah. Carmelo said he goes when he swung back in oh six no oh four or something oh six oh, I think oh right. no, six no, when oh, he six, swung oh six. six he got fifteen games uh, suspension but then mm-hmm. again at that time um, you know well no it not only Davis there but it was right after or right around the time of the malice at the palace that you know so yeah. things like that weren't you know going easy in the NBA. You know, the NBA's image was on the line. Um, and another thing someone... I was watching, you know, one of the shows in the morning, talk shows in the morning. And another thing someone mentioned was that uh, Adam Silver, he's more of a, a player's um, commissioner, you know? So they're saying, like, maybe this is, like, his way of saying... Because, like, David Stern, I mean, if this was the David Stern area, oh, each of those yeah. players would have got 20 games probably. Yeah. Know? David Stern would have been like, nope, you guys are all gone 20 yeah. games each. And what they said with Adam Silver, he's more of a player's guy. Like, he, he wants the players to like him. So, he you know, he does certain things. I mean, four, three, and two games, yeah, I, I can see why they did it. But, I mean, should it have been a little bit more? Maybe. Probably, you know. But I guess the whole confusion of who swung – not who swung Fritz, but who's more at fault is what kind of made things kind of confusing, you know? Yeah. I, I, I get that, but – but it's, yeah, see, the thing is this, like, hopping on that point of, like, who swung first. At the end of the day, they all still swung. Yeah. And they all connected. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, regardless of who swings first, you should know, like, you should not swing back. Like, you know, like, you guys are professionals. Mm-hmm. You guys get paid millions of dollars. Like, like you got to play a game, not to but, fight. I mean, like, you know? So. But in, like, in Rondo's defense. If someone puts yeah. their hand in my face, I am going to oh, start yeah. swinging. You know? The thing is this. I mean, <clears throat> do I think... I still think Rondo should have, like... Ingram got, like, what? Like, I, I think Ingram should have got, like, 15 or 20 games. But, like, I think Rondo should have gotten, like, 10 games or 8 to 10 games as well, too. But I, th- I thought Paul should have gotten more games than Rondo suspended yeah. at the end of the day. Like, oh, it yeah. should have been more games than it is. Um, but I feel like Chris Paul should have gotten more. I think that's where it kind of irritates me the most on this whole situation. Yeah. But um, it was exciting. It was good entertainment. Um, and I'm not sure if oh, you yeah. guys get the same thing. So on top of the whole fight and the whole thing that happened with those three, there was another thing that kind of caught my eye. And I'm not sure if you guys caught this too. So the fight happened. Exactly. LeBron James. The fight happened. <laughs> and LeBron picked up his boy Chris Paul because they're best friends. Yeah. And, and like, he moved him to the side and he was trying to calm him down yeah. the whole time. I had a problem with that. Um, and if I'm in the Lakers locker room and if I'm Rondo, or if I'm a young kid, even like Ingram, I have a problem with that. Um, and the reason being is this. I get it. That's your best friend for multiple years or whatnot. 
But like, and I get it that you pushed him out of the way to kind of like get, because the thing is a fight happens, like fight 101 to break it up is you never push your guy, hold your guy back. You always go and grab the opposing person to hold him back. Like that, that's fighting 101. Because mm-hmm. the thing is, the reason is you never hold your own person back is this, because is no one's holding the other person back. If you hold your own person back, like what's it called? The other guy's gonna have an e- easy what's it called? Easy swing at you, at, yeah. at your teammate. Yeah. So you always go to the other te- other yeah. team's player. Yeah. You always go to other team's player and you hold them back. Mm. So so the thing is this. So I get that he want to push Paul away because he was able to calm him down. But like it, he should have like like Carmelo or someone else to the like there was other players there. Like he should have like left him there to them and like gone to his team. No, like and, and I saw that too. Like in the when I was looking at it first, like when I first saw it, because me and Nab were talking about it too. You know, LeBron like holding Chris Paul, but like during the video, when you see the video, like when the fight initially breaks out, like Chris Paul is standing right in front of LeBron, so he just grabbed him first. You know, it's kind of yeah. one of the yeah, no, no, and, that's, and when that's took, okay. No, but the thing is, like, like you, for the you're Rockets, supposed to do that. Like another thing, like for the Rockets, like when LeBron picked, you know, grabbed him, took him away. To consult, I mean, yeah, that's his best friend. That's his guy. You know, that's his, that's his boy, right? Like he's calming him down. But no one from the Rockets came over and said, "Hey, LeBron, get out of here. We're gonna take him." You know, no one said that. No, but yeah, see, you know, but no, but no. But, no, but see, the thing is this: it's not LeBron's job for like waiting for the other people to come there. LeBron's yeah. job was to pick him up, like 10, 15 seconds, pull, him, pull aside, him aside, but like cool or push him to like his teammates. He pushed him all the way to the corner. And then what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to go and talk to your team. He didn't even leave to go talk to his team. He stayed in that circle for a, quite a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, like I, don't, I don't blame him for doing that initially. He, he basically uh, walked with CP all the way to the score. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Table. So when CP started walking mm-hmm. to the broadcast table, he should have, like, he should have been gone. Like, he should have Because it's funny to say the person who reacted the best in this situation and it's it's crazy. I'm saying this it was Lance Stevenson. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, Lance Stevenson. Stevenson. Like if I'm a I'm, if I'm Lance Stevenson's teammate, and if I was in that fight, like Lance Stevenson has my back. Yeah, like like and the best it, was uh, Lonzo. He did the he was at half court. He did the slow jog. Like oh shit, I gotta get over there. Uh, yeah, he did. He <laughs> did like the slow jog. Like I gotta get this. And and the reason I and the reason I say this is because I've I've been in a similar situation, um, to kind of where LeBron was. Because um, there was a soccer tournament that we played at uh, where I played for a different team. And I played with, um, um, like, you know, like this, um, the San Mateo boys, you know, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, with Java and them. And then we played against East Bay. And that's when the fight, uh, my, my old team, were all, it was all my old teammates, basically. And if that, for, that one t- for that one tournament, I was playing with everyone else, you know. So on one side, I kind of had my teammates. On the other side, I had, like, the team I played for, like, you know, like, yeah. the people I know. And my brother, I was playing against Faisal. When the fight broke loose, we literally, basically, you know what you're supposed to do. You kind of, I went and held the other team back. But after that happened, initially, you come back to your own team. Even though I knew the other team better than my own team, like, you come back and even the half the things they say you don't agree with, but you calm them down. You try to, like, you know. Get their mm-hmm. minds back into the game, type of thing. Like that's your team. That's the team you're playing with. Like, like sports, a different situation where, like, when you're on the court, when you're on the field, nothing off the court matters. Nothing off the field matters. Yeah. Those people you're on the court and the field with, that's your people that you, you know. That's your best friends for that sixty minutes. Yeah. You know, for that four quarters. So, I don't know. I lost the kind. 
it's it's weird. I lost kind of a little bit of respect for LeBron during that situation. I was like, wow, I'm very that was interesting. It, that it was it, it was it was very it was hella funny because people were uh, saying like like the with the two nights before when they were playing Portland, they they played the clip where LeBron's like, oh, you know, when your brothers are down and stuff like that, just wait for your uh, just wait, yeah, just wait for them to come pick you up or something like that. Like if you're down, come wait for your like wait for your brothers to come pick you up and stuff. So they were playing that, and then they're like, look what he did uh, during the fight. You know, he went to console CP. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, you know what? This is gonna. I guarantee you this probably won't come out right now, but this might be an issue in that locker room. Mm, maybe going maybe. this year. It, maybe when like Rondo comes back or yeah. something. Yeah, but anyway. Like, I don't think Ingram will have an issue. I think Rondo, Rondo will. will. Rondo's that type of person. On. Rondo's like, come on. Like, because yeah. Rondo puts so much en- like heart into the, you know, yeah. first teammates. Like, that's big for him. But yeah, that was my takeaway on that fight. Yeah, it was that a good was entertaining a... fight, though. Not going to lie. I mean, that was the first fight. Oh, yeah. Probably in recent memory, you know, yeah. in terms of actually connecting. Because a lot of times nowadays in fights in NBA are like, yeah, hold me back, hold me back. And then people are looking at each other, right? Like, you don't yeah. get the. The full-on swinging, connecting, you yeah. know. I mean, there was one almost last year, I think with what, Robin Lopez and Ibaka, but they completely missed yeah, each Yeah, they both missed each other. What about Ingram with his, like, 15-foot reach, dude? That was insane. Yeah, dude, it's, like, super lengthy. Yeah. No, there was another fight. I think it was the last year, was the year before that, the Aaron Apollo one, where he connected, actually. Have you guys seen that? I don't remember. He's, he was that, with the Magic at that I, time. Yeah, Magic, uh, who was it? He punched someone. Who did it was only, like, one one punch thing, but he, he connected. No, but, like, in terms of, like, yeah, he this was, like, you're looking at three different people punching, you know? Yeah. That's the thing. Like, it was a full-on fight. Like, it wasn't even, a, like, a, it wasn't even, like, two guys going at it. It was, like, three guys and, yeah. I mean, a bunch of other people. So, I mean. I blame Harden at the end of the day. Yeah. The man flops more on a touch foul than he did when Ingram pushed him. Yeah, you know that. That's why Ingram was frustrated. Yeah, because Harden just flopped like midway yeah, through. Yeah, like right? Harden like flopped into him. Yeah, Ingram's like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. Like, um, and, and then so he's trying to get the and one or something. Like he was like saying something about and one, and Ingram's like, dude, get the hell out of here. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I didn't mind that. Like sometimes you just got to do that. I mean, like sure, he shouldn't have done that, but I didn't mind that initial, like, push-off. I'm like, all right, you were frustrated, yeah. like, yeah, he's, like he Harden needs to know, like, if you want a foul, that's But everything foul. after that, everything after, after, everything after, after that, what he did, yeah, yeah. I did yeah, not agree with that at all. But yeah, that was my, what's it yeah. called? That was a crazy, crazy day in the NBA. Yeah. Crazy season. We're like a weekend, and we got the craziest stuff that have happened already. Yeah. Wait, Big Show, so you got a new segment, Worry or Forget? Oh, Worry or Forget. I, I've been thinking about this. I'm going to ask you guys a couple of questions, and I want to know if you guys, you know, about the NBA season, I want you to know, uh, is this something to worry about, or are we going to forget it come playoff time, all right? So right now, mm-hmm. you know, there's a couple of teams, there's surprise teams right now in the NBA, and there's a lot of surprises in the first week. Um, first things first, Oklahoma City, they're 0-4. They just lost today, you know. Um, to the Celtics, zero and four. If you're OKC, if you're an OKC fan, now think of this from an OKC standpoint. Do you worry, or do you forget about this when it comes playoff time about this zero and four start? Um, 
So they blew a 16-point lead. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would say you would forget about it. Okay. The reason being is that Westbrook wasn't there. I mean, today was Westbrook's first game back, right? Um, mm-hmm. So no, uh, second game. Second game. Okay, it's the second game back. Um, and they played. I wonder who they played because it really depends on who they played. But I mean, two of the losses were their own four, and two of the losses were against Boston and, and against the what's it called Warriors, which are two great teams. Um, yeah. And then also on top of that, I mean, Westbrook's only been back for half of the games as well too. For two games, so it's really early on. Um, I actually, I think they're going to be a better team than last year. Um, so I would say forget about it. Okay, Nav, what about you? Uh, yeah, same thing. I think forget about it because they're trying to get Westbrook back in. Okay, rhythm and stuff. And I mean, if they had Westbrook in the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. I would say worry. Okay. Because that second game they played was uh, against the Kings, and the Kings scored 131 at on them at home. So that was pretty bad. Yeah. But yeah, if they had Westbrook in the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. I would say worry. Okay. But they're still trying to get him back because he's coming off of the knee surgery. So yeah, I would say forget. All right. All right. Second one, I I got. Three more. I got three more that we're going to talk about. Uh, next one, um, you're a Houston Rockets fan. Team hasn't really been doing well. Um, you know, you got Carmelo. You got rid of Ariza and uh, Luke Bamute. Um, do you, as a Rockets fan, are you worried right now? Or are you going to forget about this when it comes playoff time? Or even are you even going to make the playoffs? <laughs> um, now, do you want to take this one first? Or... Uh, they'll make the playoffs. They'll make the playoffs, but I think they should worry. Okay. Because their offense is not clicking at all. I think because I think they scored 89 in the last game or something like that. It was low. Very low. Uh, yeah, they're all defense is non-existent. Alright, see? Yeah, um... yeah. If I'm a Rockets fan right now, I'm I'm starting to worry a little bit, because um, it's it's pretty. Because the thing is, this they're a worse defensive team now. So if for them to win games, you're gonna have to straight up outscore you. And when I mean outscore you, is kind of like what the Warriors did against um, um, with Washington last mm-hmm. night when they scored, like, 80 points in the first half, but they gave up 71 points. Yeah. Like, you know, like, you're just going to have to straight up outscore teams. Um, and, like, and the thing is with the Rockets, I feel like there's they're realizing that Ariza and Luke Vamute weren't, like, great flashy players, but they were pretty critical to their rotation, especially since they, D'Antoni only plays, like, an eight-man rotation. Mm-hmm. So that's, like, two-eighths of your, like, lineup gone like you know so it, it makes a pretty big impact that's a lot of minutes in a game and then you're replacing that with um people like um carmelo who don't play as much what's it called defense and carmelo we're gonna be we're gonna have to be honest with ourselves like he's a great offensive player but now he's like more of a streaky offensive player he's yeah. not that consistent anymore um because yeah. there'll be games where he's just cold 
he's just cold. Like, he's not going to get you mm-hmm. much points. And he'll miss open threes or whatnot. Yeah. And then other players they've picked up, like James Enos and, like, are not fitting into their system as well. So if I'm a Rockets fan, if I'm Daryl Morey, I'm kind of worried, especially and, – and it's kind of – you're more of a trigger-happy worry because you were so close last year. And you feel like you took a step back from last year. You're not as, you're not as good as last year, and the word has got better. So you're just kind of like, mm-hmm. oh, no, what's going on? Um, and they kind of experience how the playoffs work last year, and they see how the game slowed down and how much more defense is needed um, in the playoffs comes. So I, I, think, I think they've kind of, I'm worried. I'm worried if I'm a Rockets fan even though it's this early on. And I think you see a reflection of this from the rumors from um, what the tra- um, what's it called, the trades to for, um, for Butler, Jimmy Butler, which we'll talk about later on. But yeah, definitely. Okay, okay, good, good. So uh, then the next one, um, next one on the list, and T, or Nab, no, T mentioned it, sorry, earlier about the Warriors. Um, we're a high offense power team, Curry dropped 51 yesterday. But um, are we... As Warrior fans, are you guys worried or are we going to forget about this? The fact that, yeah, we put up 80, 82 points and a half, but we gave up 71 points. You know, we're giving up a lot of points that we normally are accustomed to. Is that something to be worried about right now? Or, yeah, it's early in the season. We'll see what happens. See, the, uh, I'll, t- I'll answer this one first. Um, as a Warriors fan, I'm not worried at all. And, okay. and the reason being is this. Um, we're four games in. This is the fifth year we could probably be making. Is am I right? This is the fifth year we yeah. um, would take over with potential to make the mm-hmm. um, the finals. Yeah, we have the pedigree to what's it called? Take the take the uh, what's it called? Foot off the gas on defense in the okay. first four games. Um, I feel like the it, the whole league is scoring a lot of points at the moment. I mean, we're mm-hmm. every night. I feel like someone's dropping 140 points somewhere. Um, and part of that is this like open freedom of movement um, calling the refs are um, basically calling at the moment. Yeah. Um, and I, Which is a stupid Yeah, rule. and I feel like as the season goes on, they're going to tighten on that and the Warriors will be able to adjust. Um, if, if the Warriors didn't make the finals the last four or five years and let's say we're in the Rocket situation, I would be worried about our defense. But since we made it that many years, that many times in a row, they understand like, hey – like we know this team has a trigger switch it's basically the same team that came from last year the only potential defensive player you're missing is Patrick McCaw and he, okay. even then he's like your like your wing off the bench to come and play defense yeah like you know uh, we, we got Jarakpo dude got <laughs> and his that... name is Giannis Yarakpo <laughs> yeah yeah Exactly. I don't know why I gave him a Russian accent. Uh, <laughs> um, um, he's Swedish, right? <laughs> yeah. call, uh, but, um, but, but yeah, as a worst fan, I'm not worried. All right, Nav, what about you? Uh, oh, I, I'm not worried okay. at all. Not at all. Okay. Cause it, because this has always been a trend with Curry going off, having his quarters. The defense lets up. Because they want more possession. So, because when Curry gets into this zone, mm-hmm. right, especially at home, uh, the Warriors tend to, you know, slack off on defense because they want more possessions and for Curry to go off even more and stuff. 
because like at the in the first quarter you you see it like they were going back and forth like crazy right and i think that's it i think i'm not even worried about clay missing shots cuz he does this every year like in the first week or like the first five games he's pretty bad okay offensively but defensively he's there like he locked down Mitchell in Utah, you know, and yeah, I figured with like you know even, Curry and Durant uh, both being offensive heavy, uh, Clay could take a back seat and focus on defense, and he'd be all right. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not, I, I'm not worried at all. Okay, for this Warriors team. All right, and, and then so the last one. Now this is ain't this is not really a a worry or forget, but I just want you guys to know. Is this real or are we are they faking it? Um, Raptors, Pistons, and Bucks. Raptors are five and zero. Pistons are four and zero. Bucks are four and zero. Are you guys buying it? Are we are we seeing new powerhouses in the East or is this just too early to tell right now? Um, uh, I'm buying Raptors. Uh, not buying the Pistons, and not buying the Bucks. I am okay. Buying the Raptors. Um, I, you know, I have to actually apologize to our listeners because I was, I did not think, and I got this totally wrong. I questioned Kawhi and thought that part <laughs> of the reason he was so good was because of his, um, was because of pop system and we haven't seen a star leave pop system. <laughs> I was so wrong. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Dude, this guy's a beast. Yeah, it's amazing. Is, and it's, and he's like deceivingly good. Like, he doesn't do anything, like, crazy fancy. He just gets to the low post, and he's just, like, so strong and, like, gets shots off, and you're just kind of like, wait a minute. Like, he's, he's not, like, crazy lengthy, like, an, an Antikumpo or Durant when he goes to the rim and he dunks or, like, very strong or anything like that. He doesn't get up that high. Like, you're just kind of like, damn. Like, and then, like, and the defense, I mean, Toronto's a good team. Like, I, like I'm impressed. Like, Toronto's and I give. Oh, yeah. Celtics a run for their money. That's gonna go seven games, and at the end of the day, I, Toronto has the better superstar than Boston does. Even though Boston's deeper, so that's gonna be a very, very exciting series. I can't wait for that. I can't wait for that in the Eastern Conference Finals. Actually, I think the Raptors are more deep than Celtics. Really? Oh, the Raptors have had the best team they've had in the last probably six years, yeah. seven years, or well, whatever. And, this is the best team they've ever had. Yeah, and if you look at Raptors, they're there's that one lineup where everyone's long. Yeah. Like, they're longer than Boston itself, you know? Boston's, to me, very much so that the fact that Gordon Hare and Kyrie are your all-stars, but they don't get the ball towards the end of the game. You know, you have... Uh, Tatum gets the ball. Yeah, Tatum, Rozier's pulling up, like, coming down the court, pulling up for three, Jalen Brown shooting, like, you know that, and that's something I was worried about with uh, Hayward and yeah. um, Kyrie coming back. How are they going to fit it? Because before Hayward and Kyrie were injured, so everyone's like, "We're a bunch of," I mean, they weren't really misfits, but they're just a bunch of guys coming together, playing a system, and they did well. Now you got two superstars essentially on your team, and I mean, Kyrie's getting his shots. Gordon Hayward looks lost, dude. I, I'm sorry, but like, I was watching the game today against OKC. He just like. Gets the ball, passes it, you know, shoots here and there. But, like, he, he kind of just don't realize he's on the floor until they're like, oh, yeah, look, it's Hayward. You know? Yeah, no, it, it, it's hard. Like, I mean, 
as a Warriors fan, we know how hard it could be when you have so many superstars and to share the rock and share the ball. The Warriors are mm-hmm. really lucky where you had people like, like one of your superstars is Draymond, who's okay with shooting the ball once a game. Does not care. Yeah. Like, you know? And then, like, our center was, like, like he just gets and doesn't shoot the ball. Like, whoever the center was that season or that year yeah. doesn't care. Like, there's a lot of people on that team, like, wants to shoot the ball. Like, and yeah. they're younger, so they're all, they're all playing for contracts. Like, for us, for example, Iggy and Sean Livingston are older. They don't care if they don't get shots up. Like, they don't have a contract they're playing for. Like, you know? type of thing yeah. most of sometimes Iggy pisses me off because he doesn't shoot exactly but then like Horford's gonna shoot the ball he wants to get his in like Horford's man, probably the only Horford one out of here man the Horford's probably the only one out of that whole group probably is gonna be most reluctant to shoot but then like uh but Jalen Brown wants to shoot because he want he has still hasn't got his good contract yet Tatum's like a pure scoring mentality like Hayward yeah. wants to score because Hayward it was out for a year. He wants to show the league what, what's it called, what's he's all about. Um, Kyrie's in a shoot. Bozier's in a shoot. Like, so it's – and Marcus Smart's in a problem with shoot too half the time. So – Oh, and Markeith Morris is shooting. Yeah. Too. So, I mean – Marcus uh, Morris. Oh, I forget. One of the more – It's crazy. It kind of goes back to your segment. So should, I, should we worry if we're Boston or should we forget about it? Yeah. Um, uh, worry. I'm, I'm actually worried. I'm, I'm, I'm worried. not to a certain extent because we're only at the end of the day, we're four games in. Five. We're five games five. in. We're five, five games five, in. Five, yeah. And it's going to take a while for them to adjust. Now, if this is like March or February and they're still having mm-hmm. issues like this, then yeah, that's a problem. Oh, oh, actually, yeah, I take that back. I'm not worried about Boston, I'm worried about the 76ers. The um, seven uh, sixes. I'm not too worried about. I mean, no, they're no. young. Ben no, Simmons this is needs the first... to shoot. He well, needs no, a he shot. I don't think he does need to shoot. It would be he good if he shot. shoots, but I don't think he needs to shoot. And, no, no, no. I... Like he needs to make a free throw. He needs to shoot the ball. No. Oh well, yeah. Free throws wise, yeah. But well, I think the thing is with the Sixers, the reason why they're struggling is this is the first year where people are like, "Yo, Sixers are good." They're going to make playoffs. Like, they have expectations. Usually, like, last year, you mean last year, no one expected them to win 50-plus games. And everyone's always been like, oh, Sixers, what the hell? Forget them, right? But this is the first year in, like, a long time they've got expectations on them. And they're all young players. Yeah, no, and, and I agree with you. And then also another thing is this. The other two teams on the top of the Eastern Conference have gotten better. Boston has everyone back. And then Toronto got with the Kawhi. Sixers didn't make a big pickup. No. So for them to, mm. uh, I I think it's uh, Nab. They I get, actually lost players. Yeah, they lost players. They lost players. They lost Bellinelli. Yeah, and Nab, but... I, I get where you're coming from, and you're saying that um, Simmons needs to get a shot, took up a shot. But I don't think so. That's the most important thing for that team at the moment. The most important no. thing for that team, if they want to take the next step, is Fultz needs to play like a number one pick. Yeah. If they want to go in there anywhere, Fultz needs to play better. Like, I, I feel so bad for Fultz right now. Every time they play at home. And every time he takes a shot and, like, makes it, even though it's, like, a three-pointer or a mid-range, like, the fans keep cheering him on, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it like, oh, it's unexpected. It, it adds more pressure, and it's more – it's, like, saying, like, oh, they don't expect me to make those shots, you know? That's yeah. Well, they did – well, like, the three he made were the crowd gave standing ovation because that was his first three he ever made in the NBA. 
when the dude played like you know no no season but like half. every time he gets the ball they want him to shoot right yeah and... well you can't can't really blame them I mean imagine if like Curry forgot how to shoot tomorrow you know and then he couldn't shoot for like the rest of the season and then you know we we we'd probably be doing the same thing like yo Curry keep shooting you're gonna make it you know what I mean like it, I guess it's one of those things you know being that kind of fan. Because the dude was a great scorer, a great shooter, everything. And then for some reason, like, just completely fell off, you know? It was insane. Oh, it, it was because uh, Philadelphia wanted the Super Bowl. They sacrificed them. <laughs> they sacrificed them for the Super Bowl. I wish it was like that. <laughs> they sacrificed his talent. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> and, then, okay, and then going back to your original questions, uh, um, Big Shot, sorry, I went, we went on a tangent. Um, no, Pistons, cool. I'm selling because Pistons did this I think last year, the year before this, where they started out the season season real strong and then they kind of lay off. And I feel like that's gonna happen again again with the Pistons. But I think this year they'll actually make the playoffs. Um, um, and then who was the last team? Um, the Bucks. The Bucks, I am buying. Um, I think the Bucks will be a four seed this year. And um, I think they're going to take another step. Okay. I, I, I'm buying the Bucks this year. I think this is it. We've been talking about this is the year, this is the year, this is the year. I think this is it. It's here where they're going to take another step. My issue with the Bucks is I don't trust anyone after Giannis. Yeah. I don't trust yeah. anyone like to score, you know, yeah. like score in the clutch or like a good second option. No, and, and you're you're absolutely right. Like I don't think that they'll beat Sixers, Toronto, or the Celtics in a seven game series. But I feel like th- th- when I'm saying that they're I'm buying them is in a way of where like they should beat any other team in the playoffs besides those three in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, it's up to. And even if they get to one of those teams, it should go three six. Yeah, that's for me. That's a good season for the Bucks that I'm buying you. That you're now. Now you're at the door. Like, you know? Like, before you're like, mm-hmm. oh, we're going to make that step. We're going to make that jump. We're going to make that jump. You've made that jump. You're at the door now, basically. I think that's what the, they are this year. How old is Giannis? Let me check. He's still pretty young, right? He got into the league when he was 19? Yeah, he's, uh, yeah, yes. 23. Man, damn, he's my age. Damn, what am I doing about my <laughs> He's gonna turn twenty-four in December. Man, he's young. Dude. He's not even in his prime. He's not even close to his prime yet. Oh yeah, he's not even close. Damn, man, what the hell? Yeah, he's. Yeah, they, 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 they'll be okay. They'll be okay. Um, Lakers and Denver. It's a close game right now. By the way. Oh really? Yeah. Damn, let me watch the game. Ninety-five, um, ninety-two. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about the Woj bomb today. Um, so I'm minding my own business, you know, working, doing what's it called, setting up PowerPoint decks. And then all of a sudden, I check Bleacher Report and I have to look twice because I can't believe what my eyes are seeing. It's because the Rockets are offering four first round picks for Jimmy Butler. That's blasphemous. <laughs> now, you know what that is? That's the Rockets 
getting worried. Yeah. Exactly. It's kind of like what we were talking about earlier. I, I, so yeah. the Rockets are worried. So let's first break down this deal. Nab, you want to break down the deal? So, if, like, if they want to do this, how could they do this? Like, is it four first-round picks back-to-back in the next four years? No, they actually cannot do that. So they, if, if they do the four picks, they can't do uh, 20... 2020, 2021, and 2022. So they have to stretch out in like in a seven-year span or something like that. So That's crazy, man. So I think this is because of what happened to Boston and the Nets trade that went down mm-hmm. a few years ago where... Um, KG and Paul them, Pierce? Yeah, which... Yeah, which... Brooklyn gave them everything for like four years, and, and what, what in turn it gave Boston like all the these yeah. teams that they have. So, today. so I I put it in our chat. So basically, it's a seven year rule, and it allows the team to trade up to four picks between twenty nineteen and twenty twenty five. So it has to alternate between like let's say if it's not twenty nineteen, it has to go twenty nineteen twenty twenty three. 2021, 2023, and 2025. And there's no protections on it as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you cannot put a protection unless it's a pick for next year. So if it's in... uh, No, wait. That's 2019. No, no. So I think the way... Oh, yeah. yeah. If you do all four, all four picks, you cannot put a protection on it. If you're just doing one at a time, Let's say, like, oh, I'm just going to do 2019 and 2021 and, like, some players. You could put protections on that. But if you're just doing straight up four picks, you have to put – you can't put protections. Yeah, so so you can't put – and the other way you could put a protection on it is, for example, let's say you give, like, a, like a first rounder and a second rounder. Like, then you could put the cop put protections on it in that, in that type of way. Um, and then also, so the next reaction I had is, like, wait a minute. Why hasn't Tips taken this deal already? So the reason that there's a couple of reasons why this deal hasn't gone through yet. Because if if Houston just cannot straight up trade four first round picks for Jimmy Butler, because you have to match the salary. So there's I think about eighteen to twenty million that they have to match from Jimmy. They have to send the other way. Um, and there are a couple of players that Houston is thinking of sending out that way. They could they could package Nene and Brandon Knight to uh, what's it called to the Timberwolves with the picks. However, oh. in order for them to package Brandon Knight since they got him this summer, they have to wait until Halloween. So that's I think why the deal hasn't gone through yet. Or that if they don't want to send Brandon Knight and what's it called Nene, and let's say for example Tibbs wants like your two arms and and your two legs <laughs> it's basically he wants eric gordon but i don't think so houston wants to give him yeah. eric gordon i, I think it, I, some, uh, I read somewhere that uh like it could be a nene and eric gordon type yeah. package but yeah that's a I long think, shot. No, but, like when you with the four first round picks like since you're saying what well, through 2025 dude like that's like betting on the fact that you're probably. I mean, imagine if they like suck in like year twenty twenty two. 
you know? No, so... Like, not, yeah. Like, can oh, you imagine yeah. being through no, a rebuilding no. and then, like, you're not, like... Oh, you don't have a pick in the first round because of maybe a, a deal you did to get Jimmy Butler, who might be here for, like, a year? Yeah. You know? so, so, so there's a couple yeah, crazy things and, about this deal. Because the thing is this, that... Jimmy Butler is a free agent at the end of the year, so it, there's no guarantee he's going to stay. Uh, but the thing is this. I think there's a couple things pushing the factor for Houston and Maury to make this deal is that they are worried. And they were so close last year that they, they think this is it. Like, this is the way we're going to get it done. Like, you know? Like, it's yeah. now or never. And they're also buying into the fact that they'll be able to re-sign Jimmy Butler long-term. So they're, they're planning on the fact of building a core around Jimmy Butler and, and what's it called, Harden, that's both 29, and Chris Paul, that's 33. So you look at it this way. The next four years, if let's say they, they compete with those, the core of those three for the next four years and Capella, um, yeah. um, you're looking at... No, 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 don't mention Capella. Capella got his money in. That dude is just yeah. smiling every time he no, dunks, dude, I swear. No, and that's what I'm saying. Capella's going to be there because he's the only other guy who's signed there long term. But like, yeah. what's it called? So if you see those go four years and four years from now, Harden is 33, Butler's 33, and Chris Paul's 37 is, and is probably done. So you're looking at yeah. – now you're looking at a Harden – what's it called? A 33-year-old Harden, a 33-year-old Butler, and a younger Capella that's probably in his late 20s. And now you still have two – you still don't have the next two first-round picks. So – I get where they're coming from to a certain situation. They're like, hey, why, we don't need the next two first-round picks because we're going to be good anyways. It's going to be a, a lower first-round pick. What's it called? Like bottom 10 first-round pick anyways. Um, and I think that's Daryl Morey telling himself this is an okay deal. Because the thing... Yeah. Well, I, I think it's the thing is, deal. Going it all is, in it is. Because the thing is this. For example, let's say it doesn't work out and it's Brooklyn. Because Brooklyn did the same thing. Like, what's it called? I think KG and Paul Pierce are a little bit older than Jimmy Butler is right now, and Harden is. Um, but what's it called? They, they, they bet it on the same notion. We're like, it's going to make it work. We're going to go compete. We're going to win a championship right now. But if it doesn't work out, because you, it's a huge risk, I feel like it's not worth the reward. Because if it doesn't work out, you're putting your franchise back for the next maybe five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, and plus, do they have enough money to sign? Uh, Jimmy Butler to oh, Max? Does Jimmy Butler even want to be in Houston? Like, yeah. yeah. Well, no. Because, I, like, I think they have enough money. I think they've calculated enough. If they're willing, if, if they're willing to give up four first round picks, yeah. they're pretty confident they're signing Jimmy Butler. Long yeah. Time. No. That. So, but you have. He wants like a max, right? Let's say a high, mid level yeah. max, most likely. I mean, you still won't have enough money for any role players. Because I think... But... How long is Eric Gordon's contract? Eric Gordon has a thing, a, a one more year left on his contract. I think he makes $18 million next year or something like that. God damn. He has one more year on his contra- contract. But, but see, that's the thing. Like, they're betting on... We could be like the Warriors. You give four max, you have one side player like Iguodala, like Eric Gordon, and then you basically give everyone else... What's it called? You get minimums, and you surround them around minimum contracts, and you'll win that way. Brandon Knight is making fourteen million. Yeah, that's what they're thinking of. uh, What's it called? Um, Combining his contract with Nene. But I'm telling one thing: 
if this deal goes through, oh my gosh, like we should just give Tibbs the GM of the year award now. <laughs> What's it called? Because him hardballing the whole time and all of us laughing at him and like, what are you thinking? What, why don't you take a deal? Like Jimmy's out there. You're handling this situation really badly. Like makes him look brilliant. Of playing I still hate ball. Tibbs. Jimmy Butler hates Tibbs though, dude. He made him play 48 minutes in the preseason game when he was in Chicago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Tom Thibodeau ruined Luol Deng's career. Yeah, no, it's. I, I, yeah, no, I, 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 I'm kind of shocked that this is happening. And you know what? I think this deal's going to go through. Hey, what's even more surprising is how bad Cat is playing right Cat's now. Cat's playing, yeah, he's Cat's trash, bro. He's horrible right now. Wiggins is garbage. Yeah. So I understand why they want four first round picks. <laughs> yeah, because they know they're gonna get you know like the third pick. Yeah. Well, no, they're gonna get like I don't know. Maybe they'll get lucky, you know, with the Rockets probably being bad. But I mean, when they get Jimmy Butler, they're gonna be like. Oh yeah, no. This deal is gonna it's gonna be based off of like the the third and the fourth first round pick, you know, type of thing. Hoping the Rockets like they go through injuries and there's like a year or two where they're just terrible, you know. Yeah. But then again, like Kawhi was um, what's it called? Draymond Green was a low first round pick. You still could find gems, like you know, in the mid mid to late first round. Yeah, within a. Mitchell, like the forty fifth. Yeah, he's gonna yeah. be a superstar in this league. Jokic was like a second round pick too, or like a deep round pick. Yeah, and as well, and he's like one of the best big men in the league right now. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, do you think it's gonna go through the deal? Nah, no. I think uh, Chris Paul is gonna walk into the office and be like, "Y'all out of your goddamn mind." Chris Paul doesn't mind because he ain't gonna be here. In four years? No, he did. He didn't he sign a long term deal this summer? It was like a four year. Yeah, yeah four, four years, years. But that's it. I mean, if Jimmy Butler signs a little max, like he doesn't care like a rookie coming in. If he has a oh. core of him, Jimmy, and Harden for the next four years, that's good for him. They do become a better team oh, this year. I'll I'll give them that. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, Jimmy Butler's not coming off the bench. Jimmy Butler's starting. <laughs> yeah, because uh, yeah, uh, Houston's... Uh, they're starting MCW right now. Yeah. And then also on top of that, they're... Um, but then that might be a problem for them, too, because um, they don't really play um, a high-passing offense they pound the rock a lot mm-hmm. like your turn my turn yeah yeah uh, i forgot that one game where they're playing or was it harden was was dripping the ball for 18 seconds and then just passes it to Eric Gordon with like four seconds left in the clock, and it's like, "Oh, here, shoot it!" <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a hard enough offense, bro. Yeah, that that is the hard offense. Uh, so, what do you guys think about um, Curry's explosion last night? 
Uh, I wanted to see him go for 70. <laughs> Last year at Oracle, I, I expected them to go for 70. Drop they were talking about. Yeah, dude. I mean, they're talking about rest, but dude, it's October, bro. No one needs rest. Play the fourth quarter. Come on. Hey, man, if Kerr benched nah. Clay with 16 three quarters, I mean, you know, he was not going to. No, but out. he did that when, like, later in the year. I'm This like game five, dude. Let him play, especially with how hot he was. Like, even if he missed nah, every I, single one of his shots, I, he's you know they still would have done good. I I think if it was against like another team, uh, he would have left him. But it was in Washington, and Beal and Wall don't have the greatest reputation. <laughs> They're really hot headed, so he didn't want to risk an injury. Even look at Kelly Oubre too. Yeah. You got Kelly Oubre and Morris. I mean, these guys have hot heads. Like, you don't want to risk them, like, landing underneath the Tickle Curry's ankles and stuff like that. I mean, like, they started a fight when JaVale McGee made a three-pointer in the corner. Oh, I remember that, yeah. (laughs) So Yeah. Yeah. So, they started a fight because of that. Imagine, like, Curry going off and just humiliating you guys, you know? It's just, like... I understand where Kerr is coming from. You don't want to do it against, like, Washington. If it was against, like, Magic or something like that, I think he would have left him in. No, nah, dude. Aaron Gordon would have uh, would have knocked his ass out. Yeah. No, nah, like, you don't see that from that type of player. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, I, I, like, totally, I totally agree Wall, with you, kind of. Yeah, John Wall, Beal. Even Beal, after the game, said, like, uh, he was asked a question, like, oh, how do you stop you foul Curry, him. you know? You, you foul the shit out of him. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a sign that they're like, yeah, it would have got real bad if Curry kept, like, launching threes in their face. Yeah. But you know what I think this is? This is a preview for next year because Durant's leaving. It kind of reminded oh. us what happens when Curry shoots the ball 20 times a game. Whoa, what a pass. Dude, oh. uh, Lance Stevenson just threaded a needle to LeBron for a dunk. Like, I'm talking about, like, between four guys. Yeah. Or three yeah. guys, and like, and it's funny, like Curry was doing this with like second unit guys. <laughs> yeah, he was like, the... it, it was special. Like you, you kind of forget, like, like it kind of reminded you of that seventy three win game season when when Curry won the United's MVP and how he was just dominating the league, yeah, um, in three quarters, and that's what it was, like him dominating three quarters and sitting the fourth quarter, and like, we might. I mean, I really think Durant's gone next year, and we might be seeing this a lot more. Because the thing is, did you did you guys read the um, quotes that Durant said today about New York? I don't know. What did he say? So Durant was actually like, you know, like he was talking about how he loves playing at Madison. What's it called? Um, MSG. Um, because and he and he kind of explained it. He's kind of. Like, to kind of like playing at Rutgers Park, he's like, yeah. he's like, it's like an indoor version of that because you walk outside, you're right there on the street. But like, I just love playing inside of there because someone said something to him about the billboard they put up, New York, of him yeah. and, oh, yeah. him and Chris, Chris Porzingis, and he's like, I don't really care about that. All I care about is playing in this special building and you know, playing basketball here. It's like feels like you're playing at Rutgers Park, and like him talking about New York in that way makes me think even more that he's going to go there. Because at the end of the day, all Durant cares about is playing basketball. Yeah. We all, I mean, even how much he cares about Twitter and this and that, we know at the end of the day, like, he cares about basketball. That's part of the reason he came here was not because that 
we had a great part of the reason was we have a good team, but also that he liked the way we played basketball. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, Curry had fifty one, and Durant had a quiet thirty. A quiet thirty. It was insane. And he was efficient as well. On top of that, it wasn't just like a. They both, I think, combined to miss how many shots? Like ten shots, and scored eighty points. Yeah, like ten. Yeah, they missed like ten, eleven shots. And yeah, combined for eighty-one. It was insane. Dude, the Lakers right now are giving it to Denver. They are. It's one thirteen, one zero eight. Ball just hit a step back three on uh, Jokic. Hey, dude, Ball doesn't. Ball looks like he's getting a shot back. Well. Uh, yeah, you know, I think is I like Ball. I no, like I don't. Him. I, I think he's a good kid. I just never liked his dad. His dad's been quiet for a while. <laughs> well, because he's doing the JBL, the illegal league. Or oh, he is. Or yeah, the J- uh, LeBron and Magic talk to talk to him like, you better not say anything, or else we're trading Lonzo. <laughs> we're trading Lonzo. <laughs> yeah, because the last thing last thing they said he said about uh, Lonzo was uh, announcing his knee injury. Right, right around the talks of when LeBron was about to come. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, Lonzo has a knee injury. He's getting surgery. And then he got surgery the next day. Dang. Yeah, I know. It's going to be... Interesting season so far. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I know. Yeah, and we five missed basketball, in and... man. For real, man. Like five day, five games in, and we already had a fight. We've already had teams who are undefeated, who we no one expected. Um, the Showtime in La La Land. <laughs> yeah. Even it's... even before the season started, we had the Jimmy Butler drama. Oh my god, that was like the best. <laughs> he took the third string and beat the first string. Yeah, man. Like I'm telling yeah. you, after what happened. I think Cat and Wiggins will never be respected the same way. Oh, oh no! Especially like the way they're playing now. Yeah, like especially Cat. Because yeah, Wiggins, everyone... Wiggins not playing great, but he's not playing super terrible. Like he's playing what yeah. we thought he is, like underachieving, basically. Like, what's yeah. it called from his talent? But Cat's playing real bad. Yeah. Like, like um... I think with Wiggins, Wiggins has been the same. Like he, the day he came into the league. He's been the exact same for the last four or five years. Like the exact, they, they were saying like his numbers haven't gone up, haven't gone down. It's been the exact same numbers every single season. Maybe like maybe a point half or something yeah. off. Exactly. It's been the exact same. Wiggins should be your fourth best starter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he only has he has a really good spin move. But he uses that like once per game or something like that. Yeah, Wiggins can can't be a part of your big three. Wiggins has to be your fourth best player. Yeah, but then he walks around and acts like he's the number one option. That's the thing. Yeah, and then because the thing is, he hasn't really played with anyone like great. And the first first person, I mean, he he's played with Cat the last couple of years, and Cat can't even hold himself like respect to himself in in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it's the type of thing. That, so the first person that came in and played with him. Like, he got pissed. He doesn't get along with. Because Butler was like, dude, you ain't that good. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Butler has like that him. alpha male dominant personality. So yeah, and, and Butler's like, like, I play my ass off and I deserve this. Like, you ain't an all-star. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing? Like, like you know? Oh, that's what uh, that's what uh, Butler said. Like, he just wants everyone to have heart, you know? Mm-hmm. In the, yeah. Even, in the uh, locker room. Who was it on the jump today? McGrady was talking about 
like they were talking about cat and Mercedes like you know this is making cat and the organization look bad because now people are seeing like Jimmy was right you know like Jimmy's right cat's not playing to his potential he's like he's not focusing for the game more and stuff like that so it's it's a crazy situation in Minnesota yeah, yeah. Lakers in a win hand Denver their first loss Dude, it's one seventeen, one ten. Oh my god! Tomorrow's gonna be annoying. This team. They can be like, "Oh, LeBron's on a two-game winning streak." Not the Lakers. LeBron is on a two-game winning streak. Is it me or LeBron doesn't look the same? He does. No, I think it's he's playing in a system. That's why he's not doing as much, like in terms of what, because we're normally used to seeing LeBron be like be the ball dominant, <laughs> be, the be the system, right? Yeah. And now he's playing in a system. He looks different, but dude, he has a triple double today. Like he's still putting up but, the same numbers. You know? Yeah, no, but I mean, I haven't seen many of their games, but I was watching the Houston game, and he doesn't look as as impactful. I feel like, like I mean, like I mean, he's probably getting the numbers, but like I remember when he was at Cleveland and stuff, like he. Like you, you could tell like LeBron's in the court. Like you know, like he's super impactful. Yeah, I I think the pace is gonna catch up to him though. Yeah, like the I, pace I, Lakers play, it's gonna catch up to him. Yeah, are are we seeing his age finally catch up to him? Everyone says that every single year, man. No, yeah. but like it's it's different. Like, like because, he, like in Cleveland, he, they played at a very slow pace. Well, no, well, and that's another thing because he his minutes are weird. Like he'll play like six, seven minutes, and then rest, and then he'll play another short first, like in between quarters and things like that. Like, you know, in Cleveland, he was playing like forty minutes a game. You know, exactly. Yeah, but well, and but then, it was a slower pace. Like he yeah, controlled no. the ball. <laughs> Lakers is just running back and forth. Exactly, and I think that's another thing is because, like, we always saw LeBron like the last couple of years. They're like, "Oh, LeBron's getting older because he's taking possessions off on the defensive end." But now you feel like he's taking possessions off on the offensive end as well for some mm-hmm. reason. So it, it's kind of like a different. Did Murray get foul shooting at three? Yeah, yeah, and he's not trying on defense whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, that's like, a given already. But now it's on offense, too. It's like, wait a minute. You're not really trying or wanting the ball on offense. That one game, uh, the Houston game, where P.J. Tucker, uh, Tucker made a corner three, and LeBron yeah, and it, was supposed to guard him. And he turns yeah. around and looks at his team and like, what happened? I was like, wait, LeBron, that was your man. That was your man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Lakers might actually pull this off. Oh, step. Alright. Uh, Alright, then. I think that's good, right? <laughs> that's everything on the rundown. The rundown, yeah. yeah. I mean, since um, basketball season is back, are we going to do a weekly podcast now? Uh, yeah, I think we should. A weekly? Bi-weekly. Weekly uh, or bi-weekly. No. If, if we do weekly, we'll do shorter ones that are like 15 to 20 minutes long. Yeah, we yeah. can do that. Because, like, the way the NBA is going right now and with the storylines, I yeah. think we have to do it weekly. Yeah. Just to get enough reactions from us. Yeah. 
Um, or we could have like you know like the shorter reactions, like a ten minute part if something happens, like oh, you know, like a big story drops. We could do like yeah. a short ten minute pod. Yeah, because his Butler story is gonna drop sooner or later. Oh yeah. Yeah. So again, next week. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. All right, All right guys. All right. Good to be it's back. been real. Oh yeah. It was fun. It was real fun. All right, man. Thanks guys. Thanks now for hosting. All right. Thank you guys again. for coming. All right, big show. Take care. Have a good one. All right, take care, guys. Yep. All right.